<laughs> well, hey, Kelsey. How's it going? Good. I'm so excited to be starting this podcast with you. I'm excited too. I mean, we've been talking about doing a podcast for uh, really years, but seriously, for the last couple of months. And we keep saying like, okay, one of these days we got to get in the office and start <laughs> this thing. And today is that day. It's so daunting though to do something new. Like it's exciting, but it's also a lot. Yeah. So you're feeling excited. How else are you feeling? I mean, it's a little too much on the nose not to say it, but I mean, we're 30 years old. We're starting uh, a ministry, encouraging people in their relationships. It, I can hear the voice in the back of my head like, oh, y'all are starting a podcast. Like, oh, that's so typical. trendy and cute yeah. and typical. And, and you know, anything we do, we never want to be trendy or typical or or maybe a little cute, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like we're here to represent the Lord, and we're here to to bring truth and light, and we don't do anything halfway. And and so I'm I'm just trying to rebuke all of the voices mm. of the evil one that's saying like, oh, this ain't gonna be anything. Like I'm I'm not doing it to make it something. I'm I'm doing it to bring honor and glory to the kingdom. So mm-hmm. like excited, but also hesitant. Not that we are worried about what other people think per se, but just we know in roles like this and jobs like this in the leadership positions we've done so far that people tend to have thoughts on all the things a person does. And so it's hard to not take that into account going Mm -hmm. into something new like this. Mm. And also, okay, excited and nervous. Not excited, but nervous. Excited and nervous. And I feel like there's so much about and. Mm. Can we unpack that a little? Yeah. I mean, we live in a society where women especially are oftentimes put in boxes. And so like, well, she's she's sweet. And that's kind of what she is. She's a sweet little girl, especially if it's someone who's like quiet and short. Like, oh, well, they're, they're just sweet, you know. Um but you can be sweet and bold mm. and you can be confident and gentle. Mm. Well, and I think going off of that, I think of like people who are in a season of grief, they can be so sorrowful and joyful. Mm. The, there's just, it's, there's an and, and I think that that's something that we sometimes gloss over mm. in the human experience or as being believers that we don't always consider it can be both. Like you can hold both things in your hands, joy and suffering, sweetness and boldness, like you said. Mm. And so I think with that, about this podcast, I feel excited and nervous. I feel like, let's do this. And also, mm, mm, we'll try. Like <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I know not everybody's out there starting a podcast right now, but I have to imagine that that connects with how a lot of us feel about a lot of different things in life, like excited and nervous to do something new, um, new job, new school, new, new home, whatever. I look at our season of life right now. We moved to Lubbock two months ago. And we're starting a new ministry to encourage people in conference settings or, or seminar settings or speaking event settings. And uh, we're starting. So there's not a whole lot. <laughs> and at the same time, we're trying to produce this as another avenue 
and we're just now getting started after two months of living here. And there's been a whole lot of calm and quiet and rest and reading Mm -hmm. and healing from doing youth ministry for seven years and transitioning immediately after a hectic summer packed full of activities. And I mean, there's something about like the Sabbath and the quiet of where we are that has been so good. But also for me, who is a, you know, busy, keep going, I want to be active and production, production, production. <laughs> efficiency. Efficiency. It's, it's been <laughs> difficult. And so there is this like motivation and I want to put my head down and work hard and I want to go and do all the things, but mm-hmm. also the Lord saying, yeah, that's good. That's needed. But you also, and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you also need to feel and just sit and to rest and to accept Sabbath. And and so it, it is such this, this weird juggling dynamic of let's do this thing, mm-hmm. but also let's do it at a very leisure pace, mm-hmm. which is the pace of the rabbi that we follow. He was never in a hurry. Oh, man. I mean, ever. And, okay, you talking about Jesus, my heart immediately was given this picture of Jesus is the lion and the lamb and talking about, and you know, that's, I mean, the lion and the lamb, like two very different animals, two very different things, very different representations in scripture. And yet Jesus was both of them. And I think that there's something about how we talk about just in everyday conversation. When we talk about things, we so often say, So this is how the things are going, but there's also this. And I think that it would be helpful if we removed but and and swapped it with the word and. Uh, This is going on and there's also this. And I think that 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 kind of is the thread of this whole conversation so far. Like we didn't plan to talk about this whole idea of and, but that's kind of where we keep landing. Mm. And I like it. He's the lion and the lamb. Dude, that is so good. Because he is fierce and he is a force to be reckoned with or, mm. or not even to be reckoned with <laughs> you, you can't do anything <laughs> he a force <laughs> he, he's just a force but then also he is the calm and the gentle and is not a threat at all like he came to serve but then also when he comes back he's coming with a sword it, mm. it's going to be a totally different picture and he is both and both are good and both are necessary and both are needed and both are mm. I'm so grateful for conversations like this. Like we haven't really talked about this whole idea of and, and I think that that's something that I want to make room for in, in people's cars, if they listen to this or at their homes or whatever on their workout. Does anybody else listen to sermons or podcasts when they work out? Like I like to. <laughs> Man, I want to get there. I really do. Cause it, it is, a, it's an efficient use of your time. Like if I'm going to go for a walk workout, that'd be great. But, but then when I get in it, I just can't, I've got to have something pumping. <laughs> but when I'm doing the dishes or when I'm mowing, yeah, give me that podcast. <laughs> so we are excited about this and hopeful and we're nervous and maybe a little hesitant. What do you think we both bring to the table? But let me say what you, you say, what I bring to the table and I'll say what I think okay. you bring to the table. Oh, I like, I like this game. Okay. Okay, you want me to go first? Or? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Hmm. Of course, there's so many things you bring to the table, but what's sticking out to me right now is your demeanor. I think that you have a gentleness about you, a calmness that I've seen God shaping in you 
over the course of me knowing you and for sure over the course of our marriage and dating relationship. And I think that that's something you bring to the table that people aren't ready for, but they quickly realize is needed. Mm. I think it's really beautiful how you can be gentle and calm. You know, talking about the lion and the lamb example, there's so Mm. many men who think, lion traits those are what are worth things those are and i think women do that too that they think like boldness is the only option and i think that there's something very holy about your gentleness you know and i'm I'm sure we'll talk about that more as we continue on this you know podcasting journey but i think that you have a gentleness about you that is jesus-like and his calmness his Um, Not to say you don't worry, not to say there aren't times where you, you know, you can be bold too. Mm -hmm. But I think that for this podcast, there's a gentleness, there's a calmness about you that lends to growth and encouragement and a safe place um, for people to come and listen and feel seen and heard and welcomed. Mm. And it's, you know, those are some of my favorite things about you. Man. Thank you. I love you. Yeah, you're welcome. I love you too. Whenever I think about what you bring to the table, uh, what comes up first, because in college we played so much pickup basketball and we played so much <laughs> co-ed intramurals. <laughs> we really did though. Uh, what, I, what I think of first is, I mean, I was uh, tall and so I would play like down low and I might set some screens here and there. I might shoot here and there, but like for the most part, that's where I am. I'm not really a playmaker, but but you, I mean, you, you're the point guard and you know what needs to happen before anyone else knows what needs to happen. And you see the floor uh, really, really well. Mm. And so I think, I mean, in our nine years of marriage, in our seven years of youth ministry, just in our relationship, you've always been a visionary. And you know what needs to happen before it happens. I mean, not only are you a good visionary, not only do you see the floor of life, but mm. you are also very intuitive and you have... Um, a spiritual gift of prophecy and spiritual discernment. And so uh, I'm excited that you're on the team because <laughs> you you will likely know what we need to talk about and what we don't need to talk about mm-hmm. and and what we need to hit and what we don't need to hit and how we need to hit the things that we need to hit. I, it's not hitting as well as I wanted no, it to. They, I want to say thank you. And I want to say thank you because in my head, I feel the the nudge to deflect the compliment. Mm. I'm feeling the nudge Mm -hmm. to say like, Oh, that's really kind of you. I'm not a big deal. And there's truth in that, that I'm not, it's Jesus in me. That is a big deal. Mm. That's something a lot of us do. We don't know how to receive Mm. good things being said about us. And our, a big thing for us as believers is to build other people up and encourage them. And so when it's happening to me, I want to say thank you. So Mm. thank you. I really do appreciate you saying those things and seeing me. You're welcome. And since you got vulnerable about how you receive that, um, I'll get vulnerable uh, (laughs) about sending that. And I remember early on in our marriage, there would have been a time where, I mean, I've always enjoyed complimenting you because you are that great (laughs) of a person. Um, And it's so fun to just shower you. And I'm I'm a natural... I'm a natural encourager. I feel like I have the spiritual gift of encouragement yeah, and, and edification. Um, but at the same time, we we live in a and? culture. Oh, and at the same time, we live in a culture 
where the men are supposed to be the providers and the men are supposed to be the bold ones and the men are supposed to have the ideas and the men are supposed to be in control and the men are supposed to make the decisions. And I've learned that I have the ability to make decisions and I have the ability to get things done, uh, but you do it so much more naturally and you do it so much more naturally than I do. Mm. And so what I see is now after nine years and of marriage and seven years of youth ministry, I've learned to go with your ideas and your thoughts and your dreams and your vision mm. because it has been so solid and trustworthy. And there was a time early on where I felt the forces of the culture I've been raised in fighting against giving you the ball. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, so you got vulnerable about how you received that praise and I'm getting vulnerable. And, and I, I see the gentleness that you are talking about coming out in saying <laughs> this because whenever I have been in seasons of pride um, before, I, I wouldn't be saying those things. And so I'm grateful for the humility the Lord has blessed me with now to be able to say, here, I see what you're good at. Yeah, and that's what I think God has been uncovering in our marriage one for anyone that might listen to this and is thinking like wow he's just like giving her all the stuff that's not what we're saying we're no. we've been learning about our spiritual giftings mm. and i think there's been a lot of spiritual giftings like you mentioned of me with visionary and having just that big picture mindset and yes, being a dreamer in a way. And then in, in a lot of ways, your gentle, your calmness lends to being the one who can carry that out mm. and who it's, it's almost like we love medieval stories and imagery and stuff. And so it's almost like you're the captain of the guard, like carrying out, like you're actually making the thing happen. And, and I think that that lends to what you talked about at the beginning of the episode too, of how, you're a doer and so rest can be difficult for you. Mm. And I, I think that there's a lot of truth to that. And I feel like there's been so much we've unlearned about what we've been told to be by non-God voices. And <laughs> we've been learning from God, just whispering into our marriage over the years, what our giftings are, what our lanes are, how to be good iron for each other in these gifts that he's given us. Not that, not that the gift of vision is excluded from you mm -mm, and not mm -mm. that the gift of, you know, being gentle and more in the background is excluded from me, mm -mm. but just the, he, and <laughs> it's more of an, and it's just that like, this is available to you and this is available to you. And I want to show you how we can use these for the kingdom. And I want to push back against the mindset that may have received what we just said of, oh, well, Drew is just a really you know, passive person who he isn't bold, he can't make decisions, or the mindset of, well, Kelsey is, she's just got to be in mm. control and she wears the pants and, and walks all over. And, and, and that's yeah. not it. Like, I do not walk in front of you. You are not lesser because you're my wife and you do not manipulate me to get control be because, like, you're uh, secretive. Like, no, we, we walked side by side. And, and one of us doesn't wear the pants. We, we both have a leg in the pants because <laughs> this is an equal marriage of the love and respect. Just bare. I do think that there's nice something podcast. to that because if we were very unhealthy and 
not leaning on the Lord, I can see how quickly it mm-hmm. might start to look like that in our marriage. Yes. Because that's what the enemy does, right? He takes the things that God created that are beautiful and he does whatever he can to thwart and spoil it. And so I can see how we're accustomed to imagining that because we're so used to seeing the enemy at work in marriages and in relationships. And what's beautiful about God is he's like, no, these are gifts. Mm. These are things I've given to you. These are things that I want you to like, this is a blessing. This is an anointing. And if you walk with me, you can walk in this gift and it will, it will be totally like wild and special and full of me. And you will know the difference between the two, even if other people don't, you know, this is, this is the calling I have for you. And so you can walk out this calling in confidence because I'm the one doing this in your marriage. Mm. Mm, That's good. That's good. (laughs) So I have a question for you. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts on doubt. Mm. There's, it seems as though there's always this thing about doubt whenever we feel like we have received a calling from God or we're trying something new or fill in the blank. It just seems as though doubt is consistently a factor and it steals our confidence from us. It steals our, you know, hope. And I just want to hear just some of your thoughts on handling doubt, how maybe how you've experienced it or just, if we're in this season of this and this, how do we handle it when doubt shows up? Hmm. Okay. So you're my wife. Uh, you know me <laughs> better than anyone else knows me. And, and you know that doubt is something that has plagued me before. And I know that doubt and worry are not the exact same thing, but there's a whole lot of nuance there and a whole lot of similarity. And I used to be someone who worried a lot um, and, and doubted a lot doubt my ability that the Lord has given me, the the giftings that he has placed on, on my heart and in my life, um, you know, all kinds of ways. Um, and what I continue to come back to is for all the times that I have doubted or worried, where has it gotten me? I mean, Whoa. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm talking Whoa. about not like one instance here or there, but like instances and not for like weeks but or months, but years. Like how much energy have I put into doubt and worry and what has what what have I gained from it? Like mm. literally nothing. And I think about whenever Jesus says uh, the flowers, like they don't have four hundred one ks, they don't have jobs, <laughs> they don't have to worry about how much sunlight they're going to get, but they're going to get it. And and the birds, like they don't sow or reap, but they know their heavenly Father provides for them. And the birds and the flowers were not made in His image. We are. Mm. And so I've just continued by failure. Um, I've continued (laughs) to walk in the freedom and the bliss of not knowing. Like I I worry and I doubt about things that I can't control and things that I don't always understand. And so what I've learned is just to walk in Jesus. You got it. If you led me to this, you're going to lead me through this. And if you've called me to do this, then you're going to help me with it. And who of who you by worrying or doubting can add a single hour to his life? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have tried. <laughs> it, it's not efficient or effective. Okay. I love that you said that because to someone listening to this, to me listening to you right now, just in this conversation, practically speaking, how do you handle doubt? You met it with scripture. You mm-hmm. met it with God's word to mm-hmm. say, okay, <laughs> what do I do about this here? If I'm experiencing doubt, I'm experiencing worry. 
what does scripture tell me about this? And it's the truth that you've stood on and not that it's necessarily gone perfectly every time, but there Mm. is some kind of thing about your heart posture that has shifted from just needlessly worrying being a default to practicing trying not to worry to now using scripture to fight against that doubt or worry or fear, whatever it is that comes in. And Mm. I think that that is powerful. Thank you. Mm. And thank you for helping me walk through all of that experience to get to where I am now, because you have been such a good companion and confidant. Okay. So we've talked about fears. We talked about doubt for a little bit. We talked about, and how you can have this and that, and both are good, even though they're not the same. So as we're in this transitionary phase moving forward, what are some of your hopes and your dreams? The one that comes to mind, it's very simple. Simple is good. (laughs) There's not a lot to unpack. My hope, my dream for this podcast, for the work we're doing, I just want to shine Hmm. like this little light of mine. I want to shine. I want us to shine light on the darkness you know the darkness can't understand it Mm. it can't overcome it i just want i just want to shine i feel like god has equipped us to be people who shine light and encourage and lift other people up and that's what i that's what i hope for and you know that makes me think of hebrews 3 13 uh, one of our one of our big verses Mm. He says, encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. It only takes a day to become hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So keep it going every day. Mm. Okay, what if we do that then? What if to wrap up this episode, we encourage people? I'm down. Okay, so particularly if they're in a situation or season like what we've been talking about where they're holding more than one thing in their hand. Hmm. grief and joy nervous and excited well sounds like you're kind of feeling it do you want to go first the scripture that came up for me is run with perseverance the race marked out for you and so for anyone who listens to this i just want to encourage you to keep running, run the race that's been marked out for you. If that means that you're in a season of deep grief and there's also joy, like run with those, Mm. (laughs) run with both of those things. Cause that's ultimately what we're doing with this. We're nervous and excited. And yet we're here recording an episode of the podcast. Mm. And, and so that's the scripture that came to mind is, so we have this hesitancy. We have these fears. We have, we have these doubts And we have all this excitement and hope. And so here we are running. Okay, you say keep running. And the verse that comes to my mind is do not grow weary of doing good. Mm -hmm. For if we continue and if we're faithful to that, and if we don't give up, we'll reap a harvest. And so sometimes what keep running and sometimes what don't give up and keep working looks like is just doing the next right thing to quote frozen let's go or some, that song though it's so good so it gets you good. in the feels every time oh. or it's embracing the end and and not having to pick one or the other but feeling them both and knowing that they're both there in my heart for a reason and, and i'm just going to keep running with both of them and, and feel what i can from both of them i yeah. like that 
it's almost like giving ourselves permission to keep going and give ourselves permission to feel both and keep going. Mm. I like it. So let's keep running. <laughs> this was fun. This was fun. Thanks for being here.